listening to the Embassy Church Podcast. And here is today's message. I just want to say how humbled and honored I am to be able to bring the word today. It's, it's always uh, such an amazing feeling that God would trust me enough to be able to stand in front of all of you and all of you watching online to bring the word and and, uh, I specifically feel that he gave me a word to share today Um, it came out of the Bible reading we've been doing as a church in the book of Acts and um, I just really trust that the message that was given would that he would just have it hit home for each and every one of us as we hear the words that are written and inspired by Holy Spirit. So I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited in my heart. And uh, again, I'm humbled and thankful to God for this opportunity. Um, so I'm going to pray and then we'll, we'll jump in because there's a lot of scripture that I need to read that I specifically heard God tell me to read. So, Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would come in this place. That you would pour out on us in a new way. That our hearts would be open to do what you have called us to do. That each and every person in this room and hearing this online, that their hearts would be open to you to answer the call wherever they're called to in life that they would hear that call and that their hearts would say yes we give you our yes this morning and we ask that you would come and do what only you can do in this place and we say have your way we thank you for who you are to us Holy Spirit We thank you, Jesus, for paying the highest price so that we could be brought back into communion with God and live from him as our life source. And we ask that you would just come in this place, that you would break chains of bondage, that you would restore families that are broken, that you would heal sickness that is trying to be inflicted in bodies this morning. That you would silence mental health issues this morning. That you would break addictions this morning. Whatever it is, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would do it. Just come and have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. I, I am excited in my heart, like I said. Um, so a couple weeks ago, Megan, Pastor Megan, had, had approached me and said, Adam, are you ready to preach? And I said, oh, not really in my, in my heart, but... As a person, I've always said that if God asks, I will respond with my yes. 
And so um, I began, obviously I said yes, otherwise I wouldn't be standing here. But um, I began to think about what I was going to say and I really didn't have a lot. You know, it was just one of those times in your life where you've got a million things going on and it doesn't seem like you're getting any kind of download. And then, um, like I said, we've been reading the book of Acts as a church. And what an amazing book in the Bible this is because it was the start of who we are today. It was the blueprint of the church that Jesus paid the price for. And in Acts chapter 10, it, it's, it's a beautiful picture of what, it was actually the first time that the Gentiles had the Holy Spirit poured out on them. So it was the first time that a non-Jew experienced Holy Spirit. And I'm going to lay some background and then I'll read the portion of scripture that he gave me. It's quite a bit of scripture and I'm going to lay a lot of background, but a few things have happened now. Okay, so Jesus has died on the cross. He has since risen again. So that's the third day after he was crucified. And then he has now ascended to heaven after 40 days. And the Holy Spirit has now been poured out. So crazy things are happening. There's miracle after miracle after miracle happening. There's even been someone who's been raised from the dead. All these crazy things are happening. Saul is persecuting the church, killing Christians. He has the Damascus Road experience where Jesus visits him on the road and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then we, we now have Paul, who has been radically saved by Jesus Christ and becomes, I mean, one of the main, main people in the early church. And then in Acts chapter 10, and this is where I'm going to pick it up, Peter has a vision. And this vision is one that he goes, oh, what, does, what does this mean? And I know in my life I've, I've seen things because I can sometimes see pictures that Holy Spirit will give me of things that are going on and I, I, I don't know what they mean or my wife has the tendency to have these wild dreams and we're like, what does it mean? So I, when, when I read this, it jumped out of the page at me and I'm going to pick it up. Acts chapter 10 verse 9 and I'm reading out of the New King James. It says, the next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. 
In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of, of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, What God has cleansed, you must not call common. This was done three times. And the object was taken into heaven again. So, before this vision, a man named Cornelius, who the Bible says was a man who was full of faith and given to prayer, hears Holy Spirit, well, hears God, has an encounter with God, and is told to reach out to Peter. And he's directed where to go and where this, where Peter's going to be. So what we need to understand here is that Cornelius is actually an Italian. So he's a Gentile. So God tells him to send for Peter to come to his house because Peter has a message. So he sends his servants and they go and they find Peter. And Peter receives the messenger from Cornelius, messengers, and they tell him, you're supposed to come back with us to Cornelius. So come with us to Caesarea because he wants you to come and speak. And one thing we need to establish here is that Jews in this day, it was not appropriate for them to go into another, uh, into a Gentile's house. That was like forbidden, not, not good. And so it's kind of funny because this is just how the way I've always seen Peter is Peter was there to ruffle people's feathers. He was good at it. He did it to Jesus. And I don't think that if he did it to Jesus, he wasn't going to do it to other people. So here he is going against the grain again. And he just decides that, you know, you know what? God told me to go, that this was going to happen and I needed to go. I just want to be like Peter, where regardless of what is acceptable in society, if it's what God commanded, give me boldness to do that. That's, oof, I could stay there for a while, but alas, I have a mission. So Peter then goes to Cornelius's house. So he's, he's now at Cornelius's house and he enters the house and there's a bunch of people in the room. So these are all Gentile people. He gets in the room and, and what, I, what I picture in that moment was 
He walks into a room where there is people sitting on the edge of their seat in anticipation of what God was going to say to them. They were hungry for God's word. They were hungry for what God wanted to do in their lives. And Peter walks into this room and he's like, wow. And their hearts were open to him. And so Peter begins to preach the message that that God had given him to the Gentiles. Remember, this is the first time this has ever happened. So we're going to pick it up again in verse 34. And it's interesting because before he starts speaking the message, he says something, and I want, I want you to pick up on this. In verse 34, it says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. It's interesting that Peter would first say that before he gives the message. Because God shows no partiality. That means that it doesn't matter what what ethnicity we are. It doesn't matter what sphere of life we work in. He died for every single person. Every race in the world, every gender, he died for everyone. So Peter sets the table by saying, by by giving a precursor saying that God shows no partiality. And in that moment, I just picture those people and their hearts just opening, wide open. The invitation was now given. So in verse 36, it says, The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, He is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went a good about good, doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one who was ordained by God to be the judge of the living and of the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who were who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter 
because of the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For he heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. So again, lots going on here. Lots of scripture. But it's, it's interesting that if you read the, the first part of the chapter when, when the people come in with Cornelius into his house to get together to wait to hear the word of the Lord, it says specifically that they came together. They came together for a purpose. Each one of them were hungry. And that's, that's important. It, because it was their hunger for being closer to God and coming together in unity that created the atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to be poured out. And as I was talking about what I was going to share today with Megan, God gave me a specific quote. Not a, not a quote, but just he, he gave me a little phrase that I want to share with you. It says, it's communing with him that brings the unity which creates the community. So it's, it's our hunger for him that will cause us as the church to be in unity. And as we get into unity with each other, it creates a community for the plans and purposes of God to be accomplished in this earth. Because as one person goes, they know that they'll have people behind them, encouraging them. Because that's what the community is all about. It's about first seeking God, hearing His instruction, and then doing. And as we grab hold of that, that unity, that pursuit of Him first, we're going to see Holy Spirit pour out like He did in this chapter in a new way. It's going to look different than before because we can't go into a new season with an old word. It's powerful. And so you think about all the things that were happening in this. People were getting healed, raised from the dead, baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
it created an atmosphere for miracles because their their hearts were solely focused on him even the Gentiles and so as they as they hungered for him God began to move in because his desire his his design in the beginning was not to live separate from man his design was always to live in communion with us all of us every single person that he created that was his design in the beginning and so he sent Jesus to fix the issue to take the ends of the broken connection and make them live again so that all people not just the Jews could come back and be in his family again because that's what he desires most over anything is that we could be in communion with him and that as we operate from that place of communion with him we begin to see in our day and age where we go and we are driving down the road and we see someone wheeling themselves in a wheelchair down the road and we pull over and we pray for that person in the wheelchair and they come out of the wheelchair because he's the one that's able to bring people out of wheelchairs and as we're in communion with him we're gonna understand that his plan is not for people to be sick it is for them to be healed it is not his plan for people to be depressed it is his plan for people to be happy and we are to carry that message out there and as we as we do that we're gonna see nations changed we are gonna see broken families restored we are gonna see prodigal children that have left home come back because the love that was poured out so infuses us that people will see it on us and they will want it because it's once you see that love once you experience that love you can never be the same it changes you it's time for us the church that he paid the price for to carry out the plans that he has for it what it says in the Bible is what we need to stand on getting intimate with him in a way that we've never done before and I've completely completely went away from my notes 
So, Pastor Megan, again, when we were talking, and I've already stolen it once, so I'm going to steal it again, because I can do that. She gave me permission. Again, we were talking about this whole concept of unity and how the unity in that moment in Cornelius' house enabled the moment for Holy Spirit to move in and pour out on them. The quote is from Charles Spurgeon. I think that's his name. Spurgeon is what Pastor Megan told me. And it said that the Holy Spirit didn't show up to bring unity. Holy Spirit showed up because of the unity. He came on the scene when people gathered together with one heart, with one mission, and he poured out on them, starting a new movement, which is what we have as the church now to go and do the plans and purposes in this earth, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be the eyes and the ears of Jesus in this earth, that each and every person that believes in Jesus Christ has a plan and a purpose in this lifetime. Whether you work in government, in medicine, in the insurance world, you're a student in school, a teacher in school. It, you have a call and a purpose. And that is to bring the kingdom of God into the education system, into the government, into the medical system. That is the way that he intended the church to be. That the church would affect every single branch of life that we have. And you know what all it takes? Is a yes in your heart. And a desire for Him. That's all it takes. What an amazing call. What an amazing promise we have. That He would handpick each and every one of us. To experience the life that he gives to experience who he is on a daily basis to experience the love that he so freely poured out for us what an amazing amazing gift so I believe and, and accept this as a charge to you or do with it what you will, but please re respond. I just, I feel the urgency for a response from his body to do, to seek him first. Hear what he has to say and then do. The Bible says, to be hearers of the word and doers of the word. So hear what he's saying, read what he's saying, and then do. 
So I believe in this time and hour we are being called first to communion and intimacy with Him. A season where we don't put anything before Him. And that we, we read and we examine and we chew on the truths of this Word. Because this is truth. With everything that's going on around us, all the things that are not truth going on around us, we need this on a day-to-day basis. This is how we get through life, is reading this truth and knowing and understanding the things that he's written in these pages to walk out life. Everything that we need is in here because he is in here. I believe that it's a season and a time where we're to be like Cornelius and be given to prayer and full of faith. That when we get on our knees to pray to him, knowing deep in our hearts that he will do what we ask him to do according to his will. If we call on his name, he will show up because that is who he is. I believe that it's a time and a season that as we're going about our normal everyday lives, that we're constantly looking for opportunities to share Jesus with the lost and the broken. It might mean pulling your actually pulling your car over and praying for that person that's carting themselves down the street in a wheelchair. And I'll be the first to admit, I need to respond to this too. Because I haven't responded in ways that I've seen other people respond. But it's all I want to do hear what he is saying and do what he asks me to do and watch Holy Spirit show up on the scene and pour out because it's a time that when we speak this message people will be set free and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. There is nothing that any person can face that he can't deliver them through. There's nothing. He has been given the name that is above every other name. So, and I know Meg, Pastor Megan has, has shared this, this portion of Scripture before, and I'm not going to read the Scripture, I'm just going to allude to it. So in Ephesians 6, he talks about standing and putting on the armor of God. This is a day and an age when we need to be wearing our armor. 
knowing who we are. Spending time with him first. Like I said, reading the Bible. It talks about having done all to stand, stand therefore and put on the whole armor of God. So how do we put it on? Intimacy with him. Prayer. Reading the word. Standing on the word. Communing with him daily. By doing all those things, we're going to know the truth. We are going to know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are going to know that we are so saved that there is nothing that can take it away. We are going to know the truth of God's word and we're going to be able to wear it like armor. So that when the things in life happen, because surely they're going to happen, Jesus warned us. When they happen, we will be equipped by this and by him to be able to stand. And that all the chaos going on around us, people will see our ability to stand through it all, knowing that it is not us by our own strength, but by this, by him in us giving us the ability to do it. And it all begins with him in us coming together as a body. Where we become a community of people armed with the truth that is in these pages. to see every chain of bondage broken, where we see cancer disappear, where we see addictions completely break off of people's lives. That's our responsibility. So, um, I have had the opportunity to be a part of a group of people who wanted to just get together. Um, I took a missions course, um, and there was a few of us that came together after the course was done, and we just said that we wanted to equip people to, to go and to preach the gospel and, and pray for sick people. And um, we have people from literally all over the world doing this with us. We even have a church in South Africa that partnered with us. We, we did a meeting via Zoom. Thank God for Zoom, I'm telling you, during COVID because it would have been difficult to, you know, not see anyone throughout the whole time. Um, but yesterday, something amazing happened. And this is... I, I, I want to I share this with you because it will, it will cause faith to rise. So 
one of the members, her husband and the pastor of the church that partnered with us in South Africa, they went and they prayed for a lady who was bound to crutches and a wheelchair for three years with arthritis. They went and prayed for this lady. And she got out of the wheelchair. So, if you could play the video for me, I just want to give Come, 100%. 100% to us. Come on. How much better? Thank you, Spirit of God. Yes, how much now? How much now? Is it 50, 60% better? Hey, Joyce. Umper. And no? Umper. 70? <laughs> Come on, now it's coming. 100%. 100%. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. And all it took was for someone to pull over. And that lady is walking again after three years of being bound to a wheelchair and to crutches. That's the power we have available to us because of the Holy Spirit being poured out. It's time for a response from us. I know I don't want to wait another moment. He has 100% of my yes. That means standing in the moments when you do not feel like going and talking to that person. And it might not even be that you're sharing Jesus in that moment, but it could just be a simple, I love you. Or a God loves you. It could be that moment that someone's thinking about suicide. And those words, let them know that they are loved enough that they don't need to take their own life. That's our job. And Adam, you can come. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would come and have your way more and more in our hearts and in our lives each day. that you would pour out your fire on us and take away and burn away all the things that you do not want in our lives. I ask that each person that hears this, that they would be infused with the boldness that you give. That they would be carriers of the love that Jesus poured out for us. that it would create such a unity in your body that 
Nothing could separate it. Nothing could come between each and every member of your body. And we ask that, Holy Spirit, you would pour out in a new way. Pour out afresh on our hearts. Use us however you want to use us. Come and do whatever you want to do with us. We pray this morning that your voice would be the loudest and the clearest voice that we would hear. And that you would accomplish what you would want to do in this earth. And that we would be your willing vessels today. We hear the call loud and clear. Show us what you would want to do. In Jesus' name, we give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise because you are worth it. All of every day that we could possibly be on this earth, you are worthy of our praise every day. In Jesus' name. Amen. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.